Yep. That was the moment there. Ian Eagle and Kevin Harlan on the scene out down there in Miami. What happened to the Patriots? They're calling it the miracle in Miami there. And 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 what and pandemonium down there in Hard Rock Stadium. And, and we welcome you guys here inside of our broadcast booth. Myself, Jerry Rojas, here at the entire cast of Sebi Podcast here. And we've got a lot to talk about. Week 14 action in the NFL. Uh, Jerry, what, what happened to the Patriots there, man? <laughs> wow, man. I mean, you're expecting a, a deep bomb, so you got Gronk back there, but he can't tackle, man. That man is slow. Yeah, we'll go ahead and, and talk about that in other games in Week 14. And, and then some NBA action. Dallas Mavericks rising star. Boy, has Luka Doncic risen to the scene. I, I, I know those two names, those two, those two words right there uh, gives you headaches, right? <laughs> that guy's nasty. <laughs> yes, indeed. And we'll talk about some other NBA action. But uh, it's all coming up here in Sebi's podcast. And we welcome you guys here back inside on Sebi Podcast here on WNSC Radio. Week 14, man. Uh, uh, what do you have to say? I mean, we talk about the Patriots and, and, and the Miami game. Under seven seconds, you thought the Miami Dolphins were going to, uh, the Patriots, should I say, were going to win. And, and you question, why did Bill Belichick put Gronk back there as safety rather than Devin McCourty and leaving him on the sidelines? Was that more of the Patriots just not tackling or was that just uh, Bill Belichick not having his team prepared? I mean, if you look at it, I mean, Belichick's a smart coach. We all know that. But, I mean, really, it's all at the end of the day. That was just, I mean, is it luck for the Dolphins or were they or were they pushing Gronk? You know what I mean? I mean, it's just at that point, I think it's, it's a little bit of luck. I do understand putting Gronk back there for the jump ball. But, I mean, I'm one of the guys where if your receiver can't tackle, I mean, put. I mean, you you gotta keep your defenders in there. You pay, you, you pay the defenders to tackle. Yeah, and and I don't know. It's just they. Do they deserve to lose? No. Um, but you know the way it ended up, you you, you take the L because of a mistake like that. Um, but the the the, the Patriots and Belichick, they're gonna bounce back. I don't think that this is something that's gonna affect affect them like that. Right, right. Now they might have squandered their opportunity for the one seed. Three games left into the season, mm-hmm, and yeah. the Chiefs have a two-game lead on that. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, it w- I mean it's going to be tough because you do need the Chiefs to lose anyway. But um, with the Patriots, you're you're a playoff team um, going into Arrowhead in the in the championship game is going to be tough. But um, you know you got you got to you got to deal your deck and. Um, I think that I think that Belichick and and, and the Patriots are going to be um, in the Mercedes Benz Dome come February. I think that they're going to be back in the Super Bowl. Wow! 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 Bold prediction there. That means you know Brady and and and, and Belichick got to go into Airhead and win that. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and it's and it's a little bit because you know you have a young team and and the Chiefs are also dealing with the loss of Kareem Hunt. You know what I mean? And it's a it's a mental battle as well. You lose one of your brothers because of something like that. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be a crazy January, um, you know, in 2019. But I'm looking forward to it for real, man. It's gonna be there's been some good football, and in Week 14 there were some really crazy exciting football games um, played this weekend. 
right, right, right. Jay Rojas, Sebi here on WNSC Radio on the show here. And you, you mentioned about Week 14. What other games captured your attention there? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you look, the Browns go out there and they beat the Panthers, who need, who need a win to stay alive in the hunt. Um, last night's Monday night game between um, Seattle and and the Vikings and both of those uh, primetime matchups this weekend, the Monday night game and the Sunday night game, the Bears, um, you know, going, I mean, they were at home, but you hold the number one offense in the league to six points in uh, the L.A. Rams. Now, that's impressive right there. That's that's that that is a, uh, a tone setter. Right now, now th- is th- is that more of what the Bears are as a defense led by Khalil Mack and others, or, or is it just a bad game uh, with McVay, Jared Goff, and that and that juggernaut offense of the Rams? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the big thing is you played in Chicago, so I mean, I think that that's going to have a big thing to do um, with it is home field, especially when you're a team like LA. You know what I'm saying? It's not freezing cold. You know what I mean? Those Bear fans have been wanting to win for a long time, so they're coming with some heat. And that defense, I mean, you saw it. Six points, Jared Goff. I needed more out of him in fantasy, man. Come on, one point was not doing it. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you there. Now, now with the loss of that, do you think that the Rams, you know, uh, uh, might have squandered their opportunity at the one seed? You know that New Orleans beat them head-to-head and they own the tiebreaker, so the road to the Super Bowl through the NFC would have to go through the Mercedes-Benz uh, uh Superdome in, in yeah. New Orleans rather than the Coliseum in LA. What do you think about the NFC there? Yeah, in the championship, you saw it already. The Saints already beat the Rams at home. So, I mean, I think it, like I said, it's going to come down to one of them. I mean, this is, like I said, it's going to be a good postseason. But if the Saints are at home, I do think that they're going to take it. You know what I'm saying? That the dome, you know about the dome, man. That place is loud. That place gets crazy. And it's not, you know, in the postseason, especially. That's not where you want to be. That's not where you want to be. Yeah, it's not a fun place to play in there. That's right. And, and you kind of mentioned about the Monday night game. Uh, two teams in a wild card, uh, that being the Minnesota Vikings under Kirk Cousins. I know how you feel about Kirk. Uh, mm-hmm. No no trust, Kirk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, you, you got the Seattle Seahawks, who's peaking right now, and they're red hot, especially on, on all three phases, defense, oh, yeah. offense, and special teams. So when you look at how the Seattle Seahawks shut down that that Minnesota offense and and looking ahead towards the postseason, is it fair to say that that's a team neither the the Saints or or the Rams would like to face in the NFC if they get hot? Well, I mean, yeah, when you're talking about a wild card team, that is a good wild card team. I mean, Russell Wilson's a veteran, and you could see them even even now that he's lost a step in his what is this now his seventh season, something like that. He can still he can still move it. So I mean. He's never had that guy at receiver or that guy at running back. Well, I guess he kind of did with Marshawn, but you know what I'm getting at. He's never had um, a Saquon Barkley, an Adrian Peterson, someone like that who's taking a game over. Um, you know, you see Russell. I see. I, I can see him in the postseason doing the same thing when they when they won it a few years back. I mean, he he. The defense is there again. I mean, you you, you never know what happens when you have a really really solid defense like the Bears. Um, and, and, and like the Seahawks do, these, these defenses, they're real deal, and they can give you that extra push that you might need in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. And, and yeah, like I said, I, I, I like the Seahawks, especially as a wild card team. They're definitely going to make it. Um, and the Vikings and the, and the Vikings, you saw, you saw it there. That's a must-win game. Um, an away game, too, but you, you squandered your chances because of that tie. 
um, I think that team is gonna is gonna sneak in over the Vikings due to that tie that that, that they had early in the season. Ooh, ooh that's a very, another hot take, another growth prediction there, Jared. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Jared, Jared here and Sebi here on WNSC Radio here on the Sebi Podcast Show here. So uh, you hit it right on the dot. Kirk Cousins 0-8 now in Monday Night Football, losing that game yesterday. But I, I want to go back to something interesting you said because to me, when it comes into the postseason, uh, you need a, a, a defense because defense travels. Um, you need a great quarterback, and and I I, I think that uh, you know Russell Wilson is in Breeze Rogers or Brady, but he's in that tier too. Um, and something that doesn't get appreciated come postseason time and that's coaching and people forget Pete Carroll is one of the more premier coaches in the NFL so when you pull all of those three things together the Seahawks have the recipe to win three games on the road and, and make it to the Super Bowl don't they yeah yeah they I think they they definitely do um you know one thing about about the NFC is that there's one team every year normally more times than not and that and and, and that one team um, you know, pushes to the postseason. We saw it last year with the Eagles. Um, that was a team that not many people thought were gonna were gonna win back to back games because of the, 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 the Carson in- Wentz. Yeah. yeah, the injury of Carson Wentz. So, I mean, um, you look at the Seahawks, man. Um, can they beat? Can they beat the Rams? Can they beat the Saints? Um, and I, and I think you can because if you if I mean yeah, like you said, coaching and and, and defense travels. And that's all I have to say about that. And anything can happen. Um, obviously, I do think the Rams, the Saints, the Bears, even the Cowboys, maybe they're all a little a little ahead of the Seahawks, but you got some veterans on that team and you got some playmakers on that team as well. So, um, you know, if they can pull it out, let's see it. Seattle, let's see it. Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson and friends, let's see what you guys can do. <laughs> Indeed, there. And, and, and you're talking about the Cowboys. And well, how about Jerry Jones' team? Winners of five in a row. Um, the triplets, uh, that being Dak, Zeke, mm-hmm. and Amari Cooper. Boy, what what has he come on to this? Wow, wow, six, for six real touchdowns in, in six games and at three against the rival Philadelphia Eagles in a must win division clincher. Um, and uh, you know, the maybe Dallas is peaking at the right time themselves. You know, the defense is top five. And and the offense, there's still some question marks there uh, with 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 Dak. But you see the recipe: running the football, uh, uh, clock management, holding the clock for over uh, 20 to 30 minutes, and, and holding opposing offenses on the sidelines. And then Amari uh, Cooper and Dak just building rapport, building relationships, game after game. So, so uh, what's the what's the Cowboys' ceiling? What do you think there? Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys, man. You, you look at it five in a row. That's not easy to do in the NFL whatsoever. And especially, you know, you look at it like we were talking about earlier with the, with the defense. They have the defense just there. Um, and But my thing is, um, at home, in a game where you need to win against the Philadelphia Eagles, you think that, that the defense that and, and, and everyone's going to come out with a, with a certain fire. And, and you need overtime to beat them? I understand that they're the... That they're the um, reigning NFL champions, but I mean, Dak Prescott right there, he missed two key throws. Not key, they were early, but they're turnovers nonetheless. They ended up with three turnovers and, um, you know, that defense, they're a real deal. So, am I buying the Cowboys hype? No, I am because you see what they did with Amari Cooper. That's a first-round pick that they traded 
you know, to Oakland to get him. They they struck jackpot. <laughs> they, yeah, and they, they struck and, jackpot with that. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you bring him back, you know, you have to bring him back. He's gonna come back, but how long can they can can they you know keep this connection going? We'll see. But Dak, um, he needs to improve a little bit. Although he's doing what they need him to do, which is deliver deliver the short ball and I mean you know some magic happening there in overtime <laughs> that's right. always nice right 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 you definitely hit on the dot but come postseason time when when teammate when teams and defenses uh, a scheme for for Dallas you know they put eight in the box and they double team Amari Cooper do you think that that could that could small trouble for the Cowboys perhaps no, yeah. If, if you're connecting with Amari Cooper, and I mean, has he had? Is that his second two two hundred yard game or something like that? Well, I uh, mean, he had one eighty against the Redskins. Oh, one eighty, one eighty. So almost yeah. two hundred. But I mean, regardless, he's that was a career high. Yep. And then last night, I mean, he's just he's he's there. You know what I'm saying? He, um, he's taken Dallas by storm. You know, if he can come in here, um, come postseason time and make that big of a difference in in you know what I'm saying week eighteen nineteen. Um, you know, that's going to be something that these teams got to look out for. You know what I'm saying? Razul Douglas. Wow. I mean, that 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 last play, it just was it had, it had my eyes like, oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> <laughs> Absolutely. And when we're talking about uh, the greatness of a Khalil Mack and the greatness of Amari Cooper, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, what does this say to, to John Gruden and, and the Raiders? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, John Gruden. I understand what you're doing, man. You know I'm a Bucks guy, and you know I love Gruden. Um, but I think that you know over over the past few years, he's kind of gained the the lost his touch. Yeah, and 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 he's more of a face now. You know what I mean? He's a TV face. I liked him more on Monday Night Football than I do here, um, in in, in Oakland. And besides the point, he's not winning. Um you're making some crazy trades you're trading some great players although you're getting some you know they're it's yeah they're they're, they're wealthy deals but i mean i mean the the khalil max and the amari coopers don't grow on trees you, you exactly. gotta that's us. what i'm trying to say man and you're not trading them to bad teams so they're not high first round picks they're late first round picks um but you know what you're gonna get out of those guys you know in in mac and in cooper but you don't know what you're gonna get out of those first round picks and gruden has never been good at drafting but we'll see we'll see what he's got up his sleeve man you know you can't judge it before it happens but Gruden so far has not had a uh, successful season <laughs> right hasn't looked impressive at all so the jury's on him in Oakland here and we'll be back and take a short commercial break here at WNSC Radio And we welcome you guys here back inside of our broadcast booth. Sebi alongside Jerry Rojas here, host and co-host of the Sebi Podcast Show. And, and we turn our attention to the NBA now. Uh, um, the NBA, Luka Doncic, this 19-year-old sensational superstar that, that the Dallas Mavericks um, prospect and the franchise took a chance on uh, from Real Madrid. And, and what has he done coming on to the scene? Is it safe to say he's the Rookie of the Year, Jared? Ooh, Rookie of the Year, yeah. I mean, you're looking around the league. I mean, Trey Young's having also a good year. But Doncic, I mean, you look at the whole team. Doncic might even be his, the, the best player on his team right now. I mean, he has DeAndre Jordan, but 
Doncic has been playing out of his mind. He I has. Mean, yeah. Yeah. His biggest knock was his, um, you know, athletic ability. Um, but I think that everything else makes up for it. He can shoot, drive, offensive playmaker, um, defensively. You know, he's there, but he's 19. You know what I'm saying? Give the guy some time. Let him let let him grow. Um, you know, the NBA. You got to develop to 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 really be, um, you know, that much of a of a difference maker in the NBA. What what I think is starstruck to me, by the way, uh, with the rookie of the year, uh, Colin Sexton is there, but I, I do think uh, uh, right now Doncic is the leader. But what what what's so interesting to me, and and what what uh, uh, surprises me is how good for a 19 year old kid the maturity that he can process the NBA at such a young age. You know, yeah. when 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 coming to the the drafts uh, stock. Uh, there were some scouts that said that he was Steve Nash because his primary position is actually point guard. It, it is crazy. He's six eight, two twenty, but he's a big point guard. And, oh yeah. And and what what surprises me is is people said that um, the NBA will be starstruck with his IQ and how he passes and how he becomes a playmaker. Right now, a uh, Rick Carlisle and, and that team are wanting him to be the face of the franchise while Dirk Nowitzki is in the latter parts of his career. So so you see him maturing it and being something that perhaps Donovan Mitchell was for the Jazz like here, becoming that superstar for them. But what what really, I think, catches uh, teams and opponents in the NBA a little bit uh, surprised is how athletic he is, because that was a big knock for him coming into the draft, and how dynamic of a playmaker he is, man. I mean, yes. something special. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with your point there. And, you know, all the players over there, too, you know, he, he's he's a likable guy. I mean, he's only 19, but, I mean, he, he's in there with some with some grown men and making plays in, night in and, and night out. Night in and night out. They do love him down there in Big D. Uh, we'll, we'll take a listen here on Rick Carlisle, coach of the Dallas Mavericks, on the Stephen A. Smith show and talking about his young rising superstar here. Let's take a listen. Young player. Um he plays beyond his years. He's got very good knowledge, wisdom of the game. He's, uh, he's deceptively dynamic and athletic. Uh, he understands the game. He's getting better defensively. Uh, and he just, you know, he gives us another guy that can that can make plays. And when you have, you know, in today's NBA, I guess the best way to say it is you, you can never have too many playmakers. It's like, you know... <laughs> Being a defensive coordinator in the NFL, you can never have too many good defensive backs. That was Rick Hall out there on the Stephen A. Sish show. And uh, yeah, I think Rick hit it right on the dot there, Jared, all, all the uh, points that he made there. Luka Doncic uh, perhaps looks like the next big thing in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Definitely, man. I mean, you see all the Trey Youngs, you see all the flashy stuff, Alonzo Balls, all that. Luka Doncic, I mean, with all with being the second pick, I mean, he kind of he kind of didn't have all that hype around him for being number two, man. I mean, the, DeAndre Ayton went number one, but I mean, Don Don just came in the league, and I mean, like like you said, he he hit number the three, number three, Bagley went number two. <laughs> oh oh, number three, Bagley. Yep, I forgot. Well, any, I mean, either way, he's right now leading leading in uh, rookie of the year for 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 me, man. And I don't know why why he wouldn't be. That guy's going off. Absolutely. And, and what are some other teams that, that's caught your attention? Boston. You know, they, they walloped the, the Bulls by 56 the other day. Um, all of a sudden, they're on a six-game winning streak. Um, Kyrie and Brad Stevens 
looking like they they kind of figure out that lineup change and how to insert Gordon Hayward and the other young pieces there, and, and maybe look the OKC Thunder right now, Paul George and 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 Russell Westbrook. I mean, do they have uh, uh, that cohesion now to perhaps make the the Thunder a, a contender in the West? Yeah, I mean, you see you see Westbrook. I mean, every time he plays, he's he's giving his all. I love. I love Westbrook as a player. You know what I mean. The guy, the guy will literally give his everything to to, to win the game. Um, you know how he handles himself in other situations. That's a different thing. But um, this season, um, to take them seriously as a contender, I I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to take anybody but the Warriors in the West serious at this point. I mean, the Nuggets have been going off. The, the Nuggets yeah. are real are real enticing to me. Are a very interesting team. No, yeah, there, there there are some good teams in the West, but I mean, come come, you know, playoff time, seven games, you got to beat them four times, and it's just difficult. But um for the for your Celtics, man, yeah, they're 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 looking good and you know, the East is up for grabs as I mean and and Kyrie he can do it. Let's do it, Kyrie. <laughs> he, he, he's got to get his own, man. The other one's kind of been labeled LeBron's championship, yada, yada. Kyrie left, and this is this is what he's been trying to prove this whole time to us. Yes, he wanted his team to show his shine and how he can uh, lead a team. And, and another team I want to talk to you about, the, the NBA leading 21-8 uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, we knew that when healthy, Kawhi Leonard is the second best player in the NBA, at, at least to me. Uh, I'm not sure how do you feel about that. Um, we knew that trading for DeMar DeRozan and switching in for Kawhi Leonard would make an immediate impact to the Toronto Raptors, uh, better defensively and all. But did you expect it to be this guy? Oof. I mean, like I said, that East is up for grabs, man. And so when you, I mean, when you, when you look at the Raptors, they're not losing like that. When they do lose, it's not like they're getting blown out of the water. They're they're in it every night. And I mean, Kawhi, wow. Defensively, I mean, he's been he's been locked down. But you see the Celtics, you see the Sixers, and you see the Raptors. Those are my top three. Um, you know that that that. that well, where, where would come. the Bucks be there? Because the Bucks uh, did beat Golden State at Golden State, and they did beat Toronto at yep. Toronto. Where where, where would they be? I would I would put them right right a little bit under because you have Giannis okay and that's that's without being said he's a beast but you got to have a full well-rounded team the bench has to be there everything else in the East is weak in general not in terms of superstars and and, and starters but you got to have a full stacked lineup up and down to really make that difference and I think that you know the and although the Bucks do have a, a, a some depth but you trade Delavadova um, you get you, you get rid of some some other pieces but yeah i think it's going to be either the celtics or 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 the raptors and it's going to be Kyrie or Kawhi that are that is really going to make that difference come eastern conference finals awesome that's a great point there very great point there um uh, before we leave here and we let you go here on the wnsc radio here jerry rojas and sebi here uh go ahead and list off your top five players in the nba currently Ooh, ooh. well you gotta go lebron kevin durant Giannis and Kawhi I think that right now all of those players are are, are, are above and beyond and um, I'm gonna throw Steph Curry in there because Curry can whenever he whenever whenever that light flips on he's he's automatic and you know the Warriors have you know four of the top 20 players in the NBA so when you open up the the, the floor for a guy like KD and Steph Curry 
you know, it gets ugly and, and they've improved themselves tenfold by adding KD a few years back. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I, 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 I slightly disagree with you a little bit, but you know, you are entitled to your opinion there. Um, I, I, I look at it a different way and I look at it as in value. So uh, I go LeBron, I still think even in his 16th season, he is still the best player in the NBA. But I go Kawhi to AD, Anthony Davis 3, before KD at 4, and then I have the Greek Freak at 5 in Giannis Antetokounmpo. What do you think about that? Well, with Anthony Davis, obviously his individual, you know, skill set is is out of the roof. The guy can do whatever you want him to. Um, and I agree with you. AD is a, is is definitely up there, but I just haven't seen him win. I like players who win, and although it's not his fault, he never really has had that guy with him. But you know, maybe he does leave and go to the Lakers, and, and but you know, or, we'll see, or we'll perhaps see what the Celtics, <laughs> or the Celtics too. Yep. I mean, I think um, in today's NBA. Anthony Davis, if he gets frowned upon for leaving New Orleans, then then I don't know. Um, but if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm definitely out of there. Absolutely, absolutely. He's he's a world class talent. Uh, I said back in 2012 from Kentucky coming into the draft, he's a mix of Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. A guy like that, you you can't waste his potential. You he, you can't waste his years. You know, so um, he has to develop here, and 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 and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so there. Um, and we want to thank you guys, all the listeners and all the viewers listening here on the Sebi Podcast Show. Myself, co-host Jared Rojas here and, and, and the entire gang uh, for listening to us here on the cast of Sebi Podcast Show. And finally, we want to thank all of our sponsors and our partners. Um, Discount Tire Shop, Revamp Barbershop, Ricky and the entire gang there with us. Remember what a great time we had on Friday there, uh, Jared. Oh man, what a, what an event! You had guys coming from Chicago, from New Hampshire. We had we we had a lot of people there, and it was just a good time. Absolutely, and also Haifa Hookah Lounge, the official partners of Sebi Podcast. Here for myself and Jared Rojas. We're saying so long for now, fellas. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. Yes, sir. Here on the WNSC Radio, and this is Sebi's podcast.